Hello and welcome to another episode of Fool's Daily. I'm Dominic Westland and I'm joined by two uh, two rogues. Would you like to introduce yourselves, gentlemen? Oh, well, I'm uh, <laughs> Rob Smith, Darby Malal on the, the forums. Uh, and I'm James Balderstone, or Jimmy Balderstone, uh, Ninja Hamster on the forums, and Jay Balderstone on Twitter. I believe this is both their first time on a Fool's Daily as well. So, gentlemen, I'm, I'm so happy to be taking your Fool's Daily cherry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we're on here to talk, well, about another new hotness, because there's been lots of discussion recently on Twitter about uh, Ogam and Gilball and how these are kind of the new hotness that everyone is playing. And I'm thinking, well, I'm not. The new thing that I'm playing a lot of and that a lot of people in my area are playing a lot of is the Batman Managers game, which has been around for a while, but hasn't really been played much until now. Yeah, yeah it we've... came out a few years ago now, didn't it? Or oh, the PDF rulebook came out a few years ago. Yeah. Um, but the actual physical rulebook and the second edition came about, was it about a month or so ago? Uh, yeah, I think that's when they, they finally got delivered from uh, from pre-orders. And why, gentlemen, was that this physical rulebook so big of a deal in terms of actually getting people to play the game? Because you can read it on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't stand reading things on the computer. I just, I don't take it in. Uh, yeah, I've, I've tried. I did the same with, with Guild Ball, but until I got the, the book in, in my hand and I can take my time and go to my quiet room and it, nothing really sinks in. Oh, dear. well, I, I thought it was mainly going to be because the original PDF rules were translated from Spanish into English. And I mean translated, pretty much slapped into Google Translator. So you had wonderful turns of phrase like uh, take the lead and urban furniture and God knows what else. But no, apparently it's because you can take the book and read it on the bog. Hey! <laughs> well, d- but in that case, the the current rules are, are again, they have been written in Spanish and, and translated. A, a, a better job has been done of it. There are still a few grey areas you have to apply a bit of common sense to, but in in the main, it's it's fine, but it's just something to to keep in the back of your head when you when you're reading it. It's like this this wasn't written in English. This isn't these guys' first language, but they they did hire a air quotes expert to uh, edit it in English for them. I could be an yeah. expert in English. I could totally do it. <laughs> an expert, as in 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 game development, they got an XGW. Um, Employee uh, Latham, I want to say Mark Latham uh, well, to edit it. Good, yeah, uh, and they've done a fantastic job on the rule book. If you read, flick through the rule book, it looks absolutely gorgeous. It, it is uh, one of the best quality <laughs> rule books that I've I've seen. I mean, even just from the cover, that nice bumpy raised glossy finish. It's it is a, a really nice book yeah they've got a fancy name for that i remember uh when open combat was on they were talking about yeah. it but i can't remember what it's called i, I was it my brain before the call tried to, <laughs> to remember what carl had called it but yeah it's it does look gorgeous and all the art inside is pulled from all sorts of different places from dc comics from video games from actual miniature shots and it just looks lovely the book looks yeah. huge as well, but it's a 160-page book. Out of the 160 pages, only about 90 or so are rules. 
And it did take one or two reads for it to start sinking in. But as we get onto the mechanics, it's because... And this might be a bit of a hangover for when I was reading the rules in the translated PDF. It does action points and how you build your crew in a more complex way than I've seen elsewhere for a while. Also, another point on the translation, they've actually, in, particularly in the special rules section, they've done a very good job of going back and saying what certain rules used to be called prior to this translation. So, um, I think one of the rules used to be called insensitive or doesn't feel, and they've now said, well, on the earlier cards, this is what these, this is what this means. They've done a good job of kind of going back and self-correcting themselves. Yeah, yeah, desensitized stroke insensitive <laughs> was the uh, was was that one, and yeah, there's a, a couple of others, but yeah, fair play to him. That's uh, the obviously they they can't go and swap out everybody's old cards, but they are doing their best to, to kind of to bring it all up to date. Yeah, standardize it. Right, the next point I've got on my notes is uh, talking about the world of the game, which shouldn't really need too much explanation because it's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> But what Batman? The answer is every Batman. Including Alfred <laughs> <Almost>. Batman. <laughs> but not George Clooney Batman. No George no, Clooney. No bat nipples. Or Mr. Freeze from Arnold Schwarzenegger. But I think they said <laughs> they haven't got the rights to that. Yeah, not, they've not got the rights to the 90s movies, so uh, and I, I don't think they're trying to get them, but they've got more than a, enough with the uh, the Nolan movies, the, the Arkham games, and the the 60s TV show. Uh, and all the new TV shows as well. Yes, yeah. Which has me hopeful for future releases. If they're going to do Arrow, I'm hoping they're going to do uh, characters from The Flash. Although The Flash would be slightly OP. OP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, on a, a side note to the Batman Minish game, there is rumours that they are putting together a superhero or a superpowered game because... Batman is a, it's a humans mostly. It's, it's vigilantes and, and criminals, the street scum. There's, there's a few characters with powers and in some cases they've kind of been toned down from the power level that they'd have in the comics just to, for game balance. But, you know, trying to get Flash in, into this game, it, it would be, well, yes, he can be everywhere on the board all the time and it, it would, quite a, a trick to balance it but you know if you're putting him up against someone like superman obviously comparatively their their power levels are a lot closer that's probably why superheroes as a genre have been very hard for tabletop gaming to crack because the power levels are either so incredibly high or so incredibly all over the place whereas by yeah. going it's just batman and then a couple of corner cases like green arrow and even watchman there is kind of a there is a level and, like, the top level is, like, Ra's al Ghul, or, say, Clayface. This is as powerful as anyone in this game will get. Yeah. I think they've, they've got uh, Lobo, who is a character I don't really know much about, but from what I've, I've heard, he's been significantly depowered to, to fit him in the game. Yeah, I think he's still pretty awesome, but nowhere near his comic power level. Yeah. Same with Deathstroke, but comics tend to, depending on who's writing them, who's drawing them, characters can tend to vary. I've read a Justice League comic where Deathstroke has taken on an entire team of the Justice League at once, even things like Green Lantern, just by going up to him and snapping his finger to take the ring off. And yet the Deathstrokes we've got in this game are, say, comparable to Batman. Yeah. 
so that, that's that's the game in a nutshell. It's Batman, and then a couple of other ones like Green Arrow or Watchmen. Uh, like Malfo, which I presume is a um, a touchstone for most people listening to this show, it's got an AP system, but it's it's quite it's slightly different from Malfo, and I'd say quite complicated. Yeah, I'd I'd say another one to compare it to, and one that you you talked about earlier being a new hotness is Guild Ball with their influence system. So assigning the the counters, assigning your your willpower points to the actions that you're going to want to take in that turn seems a, a bit like Guild Ball's influence. You know, who do you want to be be doing actions this turn? And on the cards, you have several different areas where you can put your counters. You've got um, movement, you have attack, you have defence, you have uh, endurance, but your counters don't go into that. That's kind of your life points. And you have special. Another part of the card is strength, which is essentially how good you are in scrap, really. And the amount of counters you can allocate is listed in the top right hand of every card under your willpower stats. Now, that number of counters you take will drop the more damage you take. And we'll get onto damage a little bit later on, because that's another slightly complicated bit of the game. Uh, But whereas with Malifaux, you have to allocate your points, well, as you go along... With the Batman game, you have to allocate everything at the very start of the turn, which means you it's you really have to have a plan when you're going when you're going in. Um, I don't think you have to declare the order, but you do have to say I'm going to put say so many attack and so many in movements. Um, yeah, so it does have that going for it. Yeah, and and it it is a, a nice kind of tactical thing where you, you've got to plan out your entire turn, but also take into account that your opponent's going to be doing the same and moving around. Um, obviously, apart from the Joker crew, because uh, they get special rules where Elf, they Elf. can... <laughs> they just break they, the game. Yeah, they, uh, because the Joker's a chaos agent, so his henchmen can move their stuff around when they activate. So uh, it seems to be... Obviously, it's an iconic crew anyway, so a lot of people getting into the game pick up the Joker and his his Arkham crew, but it, it does seem like a good starter crew because you can you can kind of play about with the the action points, but you're not tied in a hundred percent when it yeah you know, if you need to shift them around when you activate. Oh, I've I put loads in defence at the start. I didn't get attacked. I've got an opportunity to attack attack someone. Oh, I'll switch them into attack. Walk up and. Stab. Uh, let's cover damage then. Uh, we have two different types of damage in this game. We have stun and we have bleeding. Who wants to explain how that works? Uh, well, yeah, so as I say, there's two different types of damage. There's blood and stun. Uh, you can only kill someone if you do blood damage to them. Um, quite a lot of the characters seem to do only stun damage. Like Batman doesn't kill anyone, so he only does stun damage. Uh, like the policemen, if they don't have automatic weapons or firearms, they just stun people with their uh, nightsticks. But people armed with swords, bows and arrows, uh, obviously do blood damage, which can kill people. Uh, so depending on how much damage you take, obviously the amount of action points goes down. And once you reach your endurance limit, then something happens to you, depending on what type of damage you've taken. 
And another difference between stun and bleed damage, at the moment there isn't really a way for you to recover from bleed damage. If you have stun damage, you have an opportunity at the end of the turn to recover some of that back. So there might be stun damage is best described as, say, uh, taking a knock to the head or uh, like diving out of the way, like a concussion, whereas bleed damage is obviously a lot more, uh, a lot more gruesome. Uh, and the bleed damage does leave firearms in this game in a very interesting position. Guns, unless they have a range restriction on them, tend to have unlimited range, which would seem horrific. But because it's Batman and everything takes place at night, everyone's got limited visibility. They also nullify guns somewhat by giving them a only... They can only fire so many times during a game. And if you move during your turn, well, if you move prior to shooting, your rate of fire, regardless of what it normally is, drops down to just one shot. So guns, although they can be quite nasty, can deal a whole lot of bleed damage, do uh, hit people really hard, there are several things in the game that kind of rein the guns back in. Yeah, the the other thing is the uh, the ping rule. So for every bit of terrain in between yourself and your target they get like a, a cover save for that. So, you know, if, if you're behind a fence, you'll get one cover save. If you're behind a, a fence and there's a crate as well in the way, you've got two chances of, uh, of the bullet ricocheting off harmlessly. Very reminiscent, if anyone remembers the Lord of the Rings game from GW, very reminiscent as to how they did cover. So for every obstacle you went past, you'd have to do a check. And if you failed at one obstacle it would not happen, and if you did, then it'd go through and potentially hit the next obstacle. And they are currently uh, beta-testing rules around the obstacles being uh, damaged, which you can find on the the forums and get involved with if you you want. As well as testing the rules for flight, so characters like Man, Bat, and uh, Firefly could be coming up in the future. Mm. Uh, Next point on my list is skills. Uh, These are kind of what give the characters, uh, as well as their normal, what everyone can do, so say moving, shooting, attacking. This is what gives them the flavour, and this is where they really put what those characters are are about in the comics and games and TV shows into the game. So you have things like, uh, say, bulletproof vests, uh, a character's special abilities, um, Batman being a detective. These are all expressed through the special abilities. Yeah, the, the mm. backclaw for, for jumping up to the top of buildings. So this is this is the the part of the book that I'd say is reminiscent of uh, 40k fourth edition for me. The the amount of of special rules that that there are, which again coming from Malifaux, I I just think I prefer them all to be on the the cards because having to flip backwards and forwards when you're first learning. But once you've played a few games, you do start to to remember because there's a there's a lot of them that you will see over and over again, uh, like your heavy. Um, for types of weapons or your your bulletproof vests and, and things like that. And then there's just a few that you'll only see on one or two characters, so you don't really need to commit them to memory. Yeah, a lot of them are very corner case as well uh, that may only happen once every few games uh, but might cancel out something that a certain opponent does. So... I've, I've found having a little crib sheet of the commonly used ones. It's just helping me remember a little bit better rather than having to refer to the rule book over and over again. And so yeah, I've, the, I've, 
Oh, sorry. Some of the special rules you can actually, if they're unique to one character, you'll find them on their own card described in length. So, uh, Gotham Penguin will have all of his unique abilities, and he's got a V1 May Feng level of special abilities all on the card. Uh, Mr. Zaz's special rules that are unique to just him will be described in full on the card. Yeah, what I've, I've done, the, um, the character cards are all available free to download online. I've downloaded them and edited them with the special rules, so I've got them all on one sheet. And the other thing is I've been able to laminate them, because um, when you're assigning the action points at the the start of the round, it says put counters where you, you're assigning them. So if I'm putting two points in attack, I'll put two counters on the attack on the card and two in defence, two in fence. But it just seems too easy to, to knock and takes a bit too much space so i like to have the sheet the uh the cards laminated and then you can just write on where the action points go in with uh, a dry white marker just seems to be a, a little bit easier for for me anyway yeah definitely for a couple of games i've played you've been playing on one table one uh, free free table but you've had a whole extra amount of space needed to have each card laid out all your counters all your ammo your wounds, your action counters. It just, I think, lamination is the uh, the way forward. Let's touch on some skills in particular. Not that any of my crew has this particular skill, but my favourite one is a rest, which you'll find on a lot of the good models, and it kind of gets around the Batman crew's inability to carry anything sharp, really. And it means that when <laughs> it, when a KO'd model is on the floor. Um, providing you put the correct points on your cards, the model with the rest can just go up, slaps a handcuffs on them, and they count as being KO for the purposes of the game. And you'll typically find this on cops, and it's just such a like thematic rule. So like Batman going in, doing a whole bunch of stun damage, and then this cop wandering up and locking uh, and locking someone down. Or even in the case of the one game I've played, Alfred the Butler going up to a beaten up dead shot and then just slaps some cuffs on him, and Alfred's delivering the killing blow. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a nice way around the, uh, as you say, the the limitations on only having stun damage in a crew. The other thing that they've done, which I understand is a change from the the original PDF rules, is the uh, the coup de grace rule, which if someone's knocked down and they've they've taken their full endurance worth of um, stun damage if you keep hitting them with stun damage it actually then will count as blood damage so you can replace the stun on them with blood and once it's all replaced you've you've basically pummeled this person <laughs> once they're unconscious you kept on pummeling them until serious enough damage was done that they are a, a full casualty and uh, any other skills that you're big fans of gentlemen uh, well, I'm primarily using uh, TV Green Arrow, or Oliver Queen, uh, and one of his special traits that he's using for himself is his multi-fire. Uh, so normally he gets just one shot with his uh, bow and arrow. Uh, because it's a bow and arrow, he can't normally use if he moves. Uh, but he's got a couple of skills that he uses to make it slightly better. Uh, one allows him to move and fire, which costs a special action point. Uh, which is always good. Uh, then another one, for two special character, uh, counters, he gets to make a shot with plus two rate of fire, so he can fire three arrows instead of one. Uh, and as each of his standard arrows does two blood damage, that's a potential six wounds that he can dish out in one shot, which is uh, 
pretty awesome. Uh, enough to take out most low to mid level models in in the game in one round. Yeah, for example, let me find a cloud. So one of Joker's clouds has got endurance five, four or five. Yeah, yeah. So that would be able to take out one of his clouds in one hail of uh, arrows. Obviously, he's only got two ammo, so he can only do that twice a game. But if he's killing a model he's shot, then uh, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, uh, for me, the, the special rules that I particularly like, and this is probably because the uh, what my crew is. I've I've got a, a Joker crew, but I've got Riddler in there, so I've got um, confusion and disarray. So confusion is. Uh, from 20 centimetres away, reducing a, a, an enemy model's attack and defence, and also preventing them from using a, any of their their special counters, so it's going to reduce the chance of them using any of their, their special funky abilities. And then combined with disarray, you can change the position of two action counters on an enemy model. So if you hit them with confusion, reduce their attack and defence, and then swap out two of their action counters from, say, defence, and put it into special, which Confusion is stopping them using anyway, you can neuter a, an opponent. Um, the other nice thing about it is you, you, your heroes... So, if we, I suppose if we revert back to Rob talking about his filthy Riddler... <laughs> <laughs> And he's going to get his own band. Oh, he does, um, he? Yeah, well, just... if you've seen um, Ark, the Arkham Knight trailer, he's got a whole bunch of riddle bots. It'll probably be that. Him and Crane <laughs> are both getting bands. And Freeze. Ooh. That could be cool. But it's it's kind of... Uh, the spoiler was in the rulebook, wasn't it? We've got the, yeah. the 18 crews, of which we've only got 11, really, at the moment. Riddler. But I do like one of his uh, one of the bits of equipment he can get. Is it broken uh, equipment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish it could be like you could do it on a, a grapple gun when they're like halfway up. Yeah. Oh no, it broke. Sorry. <laughs> are we recording now? Or are yeah, we're waiting? recording. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, I, th- I thought we were waiting for you to, to tell us we were. Oh no, 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 no! But button's been pressed. All <laughs> oh, right. Um, yeah. So that's. That's my pick for for funky special rules. Like I say, I've I've got the Joker crew, but really, it's it's the Riddler. He's the power behind the throne. What will happen to our intrepid superheroes? Will they be able to escape the fiendish trap that is Fools Daily, or will they be mangled by the evil machinations of the Joker? Conrad's the Joker. I should tell you that he is. Honestly, it's makeup. He is. Anyway, Dom and the crew just ran long, and so I just made the arbitrary decision to split the episode into two, and that's what you're getting. So, find out more about Batman tomorrow. Bye-bye. You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter, we're at Fools Underbar Daily, or via email foolsdaily at outlook.com. <laughs>